Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It's Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, that's right. Halfway through September, the year is flying by. It's almost 2024. Anyone live up to their New Year's resolutions? Or are we just trying to get by? Cash your paychecks, have a cold beer, eat an extra slice of pepperoni pizza, and let's party. All right. As you guys know, we got all of your Bachelor Nation news in one spot, along with other entertainment and pop culture stories. Unfortunately, not much happening in the Bachelor world, but I appreciate you guys so much for being here that I'm not going to disappoint you, and we're going to get into all of our different stories. I've got Katie Thurston embracing the humor of F-Boy Island Season 3. As we know, her F-Boy Island is going to be stealing the Monday time slot due to the, I'm assuming due to the writer's strike uh bachelor in paradise and golden bachelor will be on thursdays they've been upgraded to thursdays which i don't know is that good for the show i mean mondays is great to have bachelor bachelor in paradise on because then we have something to talk about all week my guess is friday mornings are going to be pretty lit if we're having extra shows on thursday evenings but either way uh fboy island not only ripped off the bachelor's lead by getting katie thurston they're stealing the time slot and katie says uh she's excited you know that she gets to share her humor and not have to worry about toning down who she is which is of course what she had to do on the bachelor or bachelorette i should say and that's exactly what justin glaze said when we talked to him on driving with dave he said you know a lot of uh, the good times and humor he had was edited out it just didn't fit into the tone of the show so looking forward to the premiere of f boy island i've also got a clip for you teasing bachelor in paradise it's mercedes northup she answers rapid fire questions with serena and joe on bachelor happy hour the podcast i thought the podcast went away because i haven't heard anything about it but apparently it's still here so we'll get into that you know what i've got other non-bachelor stories i've got hunter biden lauren bobert hugh jackman i've got uh, taylor swift aaron Rodgers. so many non-bachelor stories we'll get to but here's what i'm gonna do for you i'm gonna play you the full two and a half minute long clip right now of what mercedes had to say regarding the upcoming season of bachelor in paradise have a listen bunch of questions just rapid fire first thing that comes to your mind Okay. Nothing crazy. Okay. okay. Are you more of an introvert or extrovert? Ooh, introvert. Really? Yeah, I, I, I think like you're in right. the middle. Like, I an love ambivert. Being- That's what I am. Yeah. You're an ambivert. That's how I am, too. Like, I love being social, but I also like just, like, being by myself, too. Yeah, yeah. I get that. What is your go-to paradise cocktail? White wine. White wine. What's your go-to regular cocktail? Uh, tequila soda, extra lime. <laughs> what is the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? First thing, probably a Mercedes Benz. I feel like I'd have Ooh, to. Ooh, you to have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your go-to pump-up song? Ah, uh, my go-to pump-up song probably something from Rihanna. Mm, I like the song "Loving That You Want" by her. It makes me next. Yeah. Makes you pumped up. Mm-hmm. What is one item on your bucket list? One item on my bucket list. I would love to go to Greece and do like cliff jumping. Like That's so funny. Brooklyn also said she wanted to Second go to Greece. Person, yeah. We were saying that if Dot and her charity skip out on that trip, you guys should take over. Yeah. Yep. Let me on, Bachelor. <laughs> what is your love language? Um, words of affirmation. 
Do you have any deal breakers when it comes to dating? Probably not being open to religion. Who was the first concert you ever attended? Um, oh, God. Gretchen Wilson. <laughs> was my first Who one. is that? She's like an old country singer. Oh my my mom, me and my mom would like dance around the house to her and she, that was my first, my first concert. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. What is your favorite dessert? Um, chocolate cake. What is the most important item to bring to paradise? Swimsuits. What is one word to describe this upcoming season of paradise? Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Hopefully crazier than this interview. Again, <laughs> just garbage. I can't, I'm, look, I'm not blaming Serena or Joe or Mercedes. It's just not good content. It's the Zoom style. Somebody, please build Joe and Serena a podcast studio. Do in-person guests. Have, I mean, they're, they're doing like those Cosmopolitan. Remember the magazines where it's like, how to find out who your perfect match is? It's like, oh, good golly. What is this, a Friday night sleepover or a you know corporate podcast? Either way, congrats to... And yeah, it's nothing against uh, Mercedes. She looks like she'll have a great time on the show. All right, here's somebody who didn't have a great time, or maybe they had too much of a good time. Representative Lauren Boebert taking a hit. Video shows she was vaping at Beetlejuice Musical. That's right, she was kicked out of the musical. I, and again, I don't even know if the people that kicked her out knew she was a congresswoman, so I don't even think this is political. Colorado rep Lauren Boebert's vaping denial just went up in smoke because new video certainly looks like she was taking a hit. As reported, Bobert was booted from the Beetlejuice musical in Denver Sunday night after she was singing along. And I guess it's okay to sing along, but the vaping part's pretty annoying. Bobert denied she was taking hits from a vape pen, but the video seems to show otherwise. Uh, you see her holding an electronic cigarette and placing it on her lips, then blowing smoke. A pregnant woman behind her wasn't having it, and it looks like she made her displeasure clear to the congresswoman. The woman claims Bobert shot back. She was a sad and miserable person. The video also shows the man she was with, a Democrat who owns a bar in Aspen, appearing to cup and fondle her right breast. Oh, my gosh. This story just got wild. All right. Well, there it is. I mean, that's one way to reach across the aisle. Oh, boy. There it is, folks. We've solved the issues of the bipartisan gridlock. All you got to do is go to second base with somebody from a different political ideology. Oh, my gosh. You never know. You just never know what you're going to stumble upon when you're reading these articles. I, I didn't read this beforehand. This is all off the cuff. Speaking of off the cuff, this guy, who's the guy that was groping her? Bobert was eventually told to leave, and she flipped off the theater staff during her exit, but not before allegedly telling ushers, Do you know who I am? I am on the board. I will be contacting the mayor. That's, that's always so funny. I'm calling the mayor. You won't call the mayor. You know. Would you be annoyed if you were in the audience? Yeah, of course this would be annoying. Anyone who vapes indoors in an area that it's just annoying, even if you don't even care. Maybe I, maybe I like the smell of your blueberry vape. That's not the point. Anyone who goes to theater, they should be kicking people out left and right if you look up something on your phone. I mean, look. You, oh, geez. I just can't imagine. 
And speaking of theater, we're going to keep it into the theater world. We have a sad end of a run here, not a musical, but a marriage. Hugh Jackman separating from wife Deborah Lee after 27 years together. Hugh Jackman and his wife Deborah Lee Furness are calling it quits, and it's an amicable decision that's putting an end to 27 years of marriage. TMZ confirmed their breakup, and in a statement given to People Friday, they said that they've been blessed to share almost three decades together as husband and wife in a wonderful, loving marriage. All right, so yep, it's just you can't find love anywhere. They share two kids together, 23-year-old Oscar and 18-year-old Ava, the two met back in 1995 on the set of the Australian TV show Corelli, tying the knot less than a year after that. All right. Well, you just love, love doesn't exist, right, folks? Um, but I'll share some more stories with you. I've got some uplifting stories to get to right after we go to a quick word from our sponsors. All right, we have an oddly political day today. I know people get so bent out of shape when we talk politics. Well, we had one story about Lauren Boebert, right? Of course, a Republican. Oh, my gosh. And now we've got a little Democrat story. Hunter Biden, pizza party with son Bo, day before federal indictment. So, uh, as you know, one of the big uh, claims by... I guess a lot of people that, that, you know, Donald Trump's being indicted, I said 90, 90 plus indictments or whatever he's getting indicted, uh, is that, oh my gosh, a, you know, to think that, uh, a former president's getting indicted by someone of a different political party. Well, at least now I think we, I, I think it helps that Hunter Biden's being indicted, indict him, do whatever to throw the book at him, whatever. I don't care. You know what I mean? Go for it. I think everyone who's done something wrong should have their day in court, blah, 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 blah. And maybe this will be a little bit more goodwill to know that Joe Biden's liberal, uh, you know, a judicial system is prosecuting his own son. And what better way to have to deal with a federal indictment than a pizza party. I mean, seriously, what's better than a pizza party? Nothing. You, you, literally, he's possibly going to jail. And it's like, do you want a steak and mashed potatoes? It's like, you know what? Just give me a pepperoni pizza. Like, that's all I... Hunter Biden certainly didn't seem anxious before being indicted because the day before he was chilling with his three-year-old boy, Bo Jr., grabbing some grub in Malibu. President Joe Biden's son was trying to keep a low profile as he attended Wednesday's grand opening celebration of Prince Street Pizza. Oh, it's it's good pizza, too. It's Prince Street Pizza. Um, I wonder if he was blowing his vape smoke anywhere. Maybe Hunter Biden and Lauren Boebert could date. Wouldn't that break the Internet? So anyway, there's photos of him in Malibu. I didn't know he was a Malibu guy, but either way, he's being charged with some weapons charges or whatever. You can go look it up. We don't need to get into the story. We'll have to see how that all plays out. All right, and then we have rumors. Taylor Swift, who's more interesting? I mean, could you imagine if we could get Taylor Swift to be the Bachelorette? I don't think they can afford her. So we got, we got Travis Kelce. Kelce? Kelsey. He's um, the tight end for the, uh, whatchamacallit's, uh, Kansas City who dads, right? The Chiefs, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, so not a huge fan of Travis Kelsey. But people are wondering, are Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift an item? The NFL superstar's older brother wouldn't spill the beans on Thursday night, though he did give a hint that suggested there might be at least some truth to the rumor. Just after Jason and the Eagles, oh, is he on the, oh no, Jason is the older brother, and the Eagles whooped up on the Minnesota Vikings in Philadelphia. The star center and his quarterback, Jalen Hurts, hit the Amazon Prime postgame set for what they thought would be some football talk. A short time into the conversation, though, Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez brought up Jason's brother's love life. All right, well, let's have a listen to what was said. 
So, Jason, you talk about family, and my, my, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and she's a big fan of a certain pop star, and you have a family <laughs> no. member, a brother, I yes, think, yes. I think. Yeah. and I've been hearing rumors yes. that there's... Maybe Talk. some stuff. Can you I, comment on this? I have seen this? these rumors. I cannot comment. Yeah, the damn gossip. You can't be right. Are we doing TMZ? What are we doing? It's for my daughter, okay? What are we doing? Ever since catching Kelsey, everybody has been infatuated with Travis's love life. So um, I don't really know what's going on there. Um, so, yeah, I know Trav is, is having fun, and uh, we'll see what happens with whoever he ends up. <laughs> I, I, I respect the question. Let's get Taylor Swift into the NFL football world, and you know maybe there can be some cross promotion there. You know, uh, she's literally selling out stadiums. Uh, I think it would be a pretty big success story for football players across the globe if one Travis Kelsey could uh, possibly land a T Swift. And how about the meteoric rise of Oliver Anthony, the music sensation? He talks about, do you remember him? He had a song goes mega viral. And he actually, uh, you know, he seems like a good guy. He's talented. Uh, but a lot of political uh, folks have tried to make his music right wing or left wing or this or that. And he's saying he's not having any of it. Well, He's making money. We know that he was making like something like 15 grand a day just from his music streaming on Spotify. Now we have viral music sensation Oliver Anthony has canceled a show in Tennessee after he says he lost my shit over ticket prices. Here's what he had to say. Cotton Eye Joe has been canceled. Ultimately, it's my fault for not being more directly involved with the venues who have reached out. My plate has been full and I delegated the responsibility to someone else to help me book. I am not pointing fingers at Cotton Eye Joe. I don't know where the miscommunication took place. I'm just upset seeing those prices. We will find another place in Knoxville area that can do $25 tickets and free meet and greets. I will work to get your tickets refunded from my own budget if they can't. This will never happen again. Thanks for your patience. I am still learning how all of this works. The Rich Men North of Richmond singer canceled his performance at Cotton Eye Joe in Knoxville after realizing there was a miscommunication over his ticket prices. In an Instagram video, Anthony says there was a miscommunication. Oh, let's go to the Instagram video here. All right, here's his explanation of what went down. All right, so uh, I was a little pissed off and I made that, yeah, I was a little pissed off. I was more than a little pissed off. I about ran us off the road. When uh, when I saw that Facebook post, and so I pulled over. Um, Joey and I were driving back from Maryland today, and um, so anyway, we've had an opportunity to sit in the car together for a couple hours after that, and have a good long talk about where this needs to go moving forward. Um, you know, Joey and I met at an open mic in uh, Prince George, Virginia, about three weeks before I blew up. Our first time on stage together was at Currituck, the show that Jamie Johnson showed up at. And so like, this is all very new for both of us. I mean, he's been gigging for years. I had never gigged. I was always just playing open mics. Um, so now that we're here, it's like, everybody's been telling us that we need to book these big shows and we've got to get all this stuff and we've got to hire staff to do all this crap and it's going to cost X amount of money. And it's like, we end up just kind of getting stuck. Um, it's just like I'm, I feel like I'm getting cornered doing stuff that I don't want to do in the first place. And I'm very adamant about $25 to $40 ticket prices. I think even $40 is a little bit high. So Joey and I have had some time in the car to talk. And um, basically what we've decided to do is we're going to keep ticket prices moving forward. Now, we do have a few more shows booked now, like Poppy um, Mountain Festival, Louder Than Life, all that crap. 
once we get through those, everything else moving forward is going to be 20. All right, so it gets cut off there. But essentially what went down is this. He had a rate that his managers or whoever's working with him charged, which was $125,000 or $120,000 a show. And one of the places he's performing only has, I don't know, I'm, I'm taking a guess, 400, 400 seats or whatever. And because of that, they put the ticket prices at a point where they could pay the talent, in this case, Oliver Anthony Music, but also so they could, you know, make a little bit of a profit for themselves, which is totally respectable. But when he found out, a guy who's been, you know, singing about the broken middle class and all of the issues with corporate greed and all that, for him to find out that the ticket prices were set so high, he, he, he did the honest thing and said, you know what, it's not worth it. I'm, I'm going to make sure that you pay a certain amount. And you know, it's it's an interesting conversation because the free market should dictate ticket prices, you know, so if someone like Taylor Swift can sell out, you know, with these crazy ticket prices, it's like, well, so be it. But at the same time, uh, so many of those ticket prices are controlled by like Ticketmaster and big organizations that what he's going to learn is that he can probably rent out a theater himself. Say a theater costs $10,000. He could rent it out himself, charge $25 a ticket and still make a, a crazy amount of money. You know what I mean? Uh, so very interesting stuff here, but uh, very cool that we get to see somebody who basically had a A-list career thrown on him from one viral video. One viral video has led to this kind of crazy success. Here's a little clip from him on his Instagram. Music with his opener, Joey Davis Music. We'll be back after a quick word from our sponsors to wrap out this episode. Be right back. All right. And, you know, I, I know not everyone's going to agree with the lyrics from uh, the country musician we just played, uh, Oliver Anthony. And I know that's not his real name. I think that's his grandfather's name. Either way, point being, whenever you see someone fighting the man and fighting the corporations that, you know, exist with all the greed, I think we should all support that. Even if, you know, everyone doesn't agree with, you know, I don't know, all of the ideologies that are involved. So here's an interesting story. The debut novel by Millie Bobby Brown reignites debate over ghost-written celebrity books. As you guys know, in the Bachelor world, there's always books being written, Hannah Brown, Maddie Pruitt, and my belief, my genuine belief is that they are ghost-written until proven otherwise. Ghost-written means it's like they're the celebrity. It's almost like um, it, when a celebrity, like in Nashville, uh, you know, you'll have 
a celebrity, Jason Aldean, right? He'll have his own restaurant opened up. He's not cooking the food. He's just the name of the place. They're using his name to kind of sell tickets and then someone else. And that's kind of what ghostwriting is. You know what I mean? There's a person who actually knows the ins and outs of writing a book, and then they can use the uh, name of someone famous, a celebrity, and they can um, sell the books through, through those means. It's kind of just how it works. Publishing figures defend Stranger Things star's book, 19 Steps, after this week's publication ignites criticism on social media. So obviously, Millie Bobby Brown, she's young, right? I don't know, what is she, 19, 20, whatever, 18? I have no idea. But she's basically been on her TV screens now for the better part of what, the last five or six years from a young teen? And now she's got a book coming out. The publication of Stranger Things star Millie Bobby Brown's debut novel has reignited a debate over ghost-written celebrity books. Brown's 19 Steps, inspired by her grandmother's experience of the 1943 Bethnal Green Tube Disaster was ghostwritten by author Kathleen McGurl and published on Tuesday. The cover of the book features only Brown's name. And it's like, look, that's why it's called ghostwriting. You don't get credit, you, you get paid. You know what I mean? So in these cases, the ghostwriter's making a lot of money to not be the person who's writing the book. They're taking you know, Millie Bobby Brown's story and they're cleaning it up. Maybe Millie Bobby Brown sits down with a ghostwriter. Maybe she has the original outlines. Who really knows? But it is ghostwritten and that's not something new. In a response to a now-deleted tweet by Waterstones promoting the book, many Twitter users criticized Brown. You should be ashamed, wrote one. Ghostwritten celebrity novels have ruined children's literature, and now they're doing the same thing to adult fiction. Again, I don't know how it ruins other people's literature. There's room for more. It's like, if you don't want her book, someone else can write their own. On Tuesday, Brown posted an image on Instagram of herself holding the book, standing next to McGurl with the caption, I couldn't have done this without you. Below the post, many comments were critical of Brown claiming that the actor was taking the credit and that McGurl's name should be on the cover. I mean, look, it's not like she stole the book idea. A ghostwriter is comfortably paid. They agree to write the book. Uh, however, the uh, others came to Brown's defense. People love to attack people who trigger them, and Millie is young, beautiful, famous, and rich. Catherine Yardley, author of Ember, told The Guardian. She said that a lot of the criticism came down to jealousy, ageism, and sexism. I can't think of one man who has had this level of criticism. Brown is not the first celebrity to be criticized for using a ghostwriter. We've seen it in relation to many young female stars, said Dr. Hannah Yellen, author of Celebrity Memoir, from Ghostwriting to Gender Politics. So Wella's first memoir comes to mind as an example, which saw her lambasted in the media for breaking some kind of implicit social contract. Katie Price and Naomi Campbell are among the celebrities who have also used ghostwriters for their fiction books. Collaborative authorship is nothing new and exists in many cele celebrated forms. From political speech writers to editors like Maxwell Perkins, who helped F. Scott Fitzgerald with The Great Gatsby. All right, so look, The Great Gatsby even had a ghostwriter. Shannon Kyle, a ghostwriter who started the Ghostwriters Agency, agreed that ghostwriting has been around for a long time long time since the days of Shakespeare. Kyle said that it was part of the celeb culture to front products such as perfumes, clothing ranges, beauty lines. Yeah, it's kind of like that idea of a celebrity 
clothing line, usually what happens is the celebrity will have, there'll be different, you know, say, say you're, say you're Hugh Jackman, right? Let's tie it back to Hugh. And you've got a, a necktie line. He's not, if this, if this is the Hugh Jackman necktie line, he's not designing the neckties. He's just going, I like that one. I like that one. All right. Slap my name on these ones. That's how it works. It's the, it, you know, it's the oldest form of influencing in ghostwriting is uh is uh it, you know that's just what happens there so no big deal in my book but we're light on content so i thought i'd share that interesting story you know we've been talking a lot about some of the different uh, sexism ageism and things that happen with young women or attractive women and uh we mentioned this yesterday just the different types of misogyny that exist out there but certainly when you see someone as young beautiful and successful as millie bobby brown you're for sure gonna find that she's under the public um, microscope more than others. And that's not necessarily fair, is it? All right. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Tomorrow, you're going to get our Saturday edition of the Dave Neal Show here on Bachelor Rush Hour. And that has a Bachelor royalty, Jared Haben. That's right. Jared from Ashley and Jared joins me. Uh, we, uh, went, we went for a car ride. Uh, while I was in Rhode Island this past week, and we had a fantastic conversation. I say this every week, but I think it's the best one so far, and you're going to get to hear that first thing tomorrow morning. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know. You can watch it on the Dave Neal Show on YouTube or listen to it right here. I really appreciate you guys, especially with all of the kind comments coming my way this week. Thank you for all of the love and for making this podcast possible. It's due to your loyalty and all of the uh, sort of folks that have shared and written reviews and joined the Patreon. Thank you guys all so much for that. Until next time, I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.